0: My next guest, he is a professional mixed martial artist with a record of 19 wins with seven losses. Please welcome onto the show, Kurt Hollibaugh. Did I say that right? You said it right. Perfect. How you doing, Kurt?
1: Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Awesome, man. Well, Kurt, man, thank you for taking the time, man. I know it's a a beautiful morning here. I appreciate you taking the time, letting you know, I just turned 30 today, man. So you're my very first interview in my 30s.
1: Happy birthday.
0: Hey, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. How's life been for you?
1: Uh, you know, it's been good. Uh, it's been good, man. I feel like uh, you know, me and my family, we live a good life. We have live a happy life. I mean, we're we're a f- jujitsu family. We we I own a gym and we train jujitsu and martial arts every day. So, uh, you know, it's always a good
0: time. Nice. So you're you're a gym owner. Yep. Awesome. And where's this at?
1: Uh, so I have two locations, part of uh, my team that's in Amit, Louisiana, and Franklinton Louisiana.
0: Okay. Awesome, man. So, and and how's the, how's the business life running because obviously running a business can be stressful, man. You
1: know, it is It's stressful. Me and my wife, she gives me a lot of help. I think we do a very good job, uh, you know, balancing back and forth with both locations. Um, You know, and then I got a handful of instructors and helpers that always show up and help me out. So, you know, those guys make it a little bit easier.
0: So running a gym and then being a fighter, right. A professional fighter. How important is balance and scheduling and making sure you're staying on schedule in your life, Kurt?
1: Uh, it's very important, you know. And uh, I actually like, you know, owning a gym and 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 it's so much more comes with that, you know, because we got so many guys that fight out of the gym. I got so many guys that I coach, and every weekend I gotta travel somewhere oh. and coach somebody. You know, whether it's my kids competing in a judicial competition in Biloxi or New Orleans or whether it's an MMA show in Texas or Alabama, you know, I'm, I'm normally getting around every weekend traveling, but it's still, I got to find time to balance a normal life too. You know, I like to cook. I like the barbecue. I like the grill, you know, whatever, hang out at the house. I got to get my grass cut sometime. So, uh, you know, but you know, there's times where I find to do that and balance everything out. You a sports fan. I am.
0: Who's Big your, who's fan. your team?
1: So, uh, in You're football, course i'm a fan of new orleans saints being from louisiana uh saints the pelicans we don't really have a hockey t- hockey team and uh you know of course i'm not the biggest college fan but i'm always
0: trying to watch a little bit and
1: pull for lsu
0: absolutely man the saints with Derek carr an interesting one
1: it is interesting man i'm uh, i'm excited to see it you know i think he's gonna bring you know i think he's gonna bring something well to us uh, something good to the saints and uh you know i mean we we have weapons we have tools with the saints um We just got to see if it works out for us.
0: Yeah, I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm a bigger believer in Derek Carr than a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. In the division. Uh, I'm not a fan of the coach. I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. But we'll see.
1: That's what we're kind of lacking. I think uh, Dennis Allen just kind of, you know, was there. And the Saints didn't have to go search and look. You know, it was a guy saying, hey, I'll step up, take over. Um, But he's definitely no Sean Payton.
0: Pulling for Dennis, though. We're all pulling for Dennis here. Yeah, interesting, interesting year for the Saints. I think they can win the division this year.
1: Yeah, I think so, man. It's going to be a good year for us. Uh, I'm excited about it. You know, football season's one of my favorite times of the year. And, uh, you know, love Sundays.
0: Did, did you uh, catch the Lakers getting swept?
1: I did. Uh, I did. Uh, I actually got a good friend that's actually up in Colorado. And, I, you know, he, he's a Nuggets fan too, but he's a LeBron fan. So I was, I was asking him last night, you know, Um, I'm like, so, man, who who you got? You going to go with the Nuggets for the sweep? And he's like, ah, man, I kind of hope not. You know, I want LeBron to get a little something. And uh, I actually thought the Lakers would pull that one off. I thought they still lose the series, but I figured they'd pull last night off. But, man, man, hey, happens.
0: That's the game, man. Speaking of the game, man, so you're you're a professional fighter, man. You've done this for over a decade when it comes to, you know, since your pro debut, I believe, uh, in 2011, right? Yep. Um, So – You've taken a lot. You, you've had a lot of experience out there. You've been in this field. What brought you to the world of MMA for you, Kurt?
1: Oh, just being a fan of fighting in general. You know, this back when I first started watching, uh, you know, like fighting movies and martial arts movies, whether it's Power Rangers show or, uh, you know, Chuck Norris or Steven Seagal, John Claw Van Damme movies. Um, just a fight fan, man. If it had anything to do with fighting, I was watching it, and then I slowly got into boxing a little bit back in the Mike Tyson era. Um, and then once the UFC came out, you know, fell in love with the UFC and one day started training and figured, you know, you know, maybe one day I want to fight, started fighting and then led to all of everything that's happened.
0: So, for, so for you, for you, you know, what was the moment? Cause I think I see this a lot. Maybe you're not like other people, right? But I see this a lot where people, they, they see something they're interested in and they're scared to try it. Well, what, what gave you that, that push? Because, you know, people say, Hey, I'm going to do this and. It sometimes we we do need that push out there. Uh, did you ever need that push or is there something you just woke up and said, I'm going to do it and you did it and that's it. Oh, there's no convincing. Uh, it, was,
1: it was something I always wanted to do, okay. but you know, at that time there wasn't like gyms out there like there is now. I feel like you can go to any city and there's a jujitsu gym, martial arts, gym, something, you know, the sport's grown so much in let's yeah. say the last 12 years that, you know, there's mixed martial arts gyms everywhere. Well, back when I was a kid, I even, my mom even put me in karate. Just you know, karate's a little bit different, so it really wasn't for me. Um, so I actually I quit karate when I was like seven or eight, you know, and and but still loved to watch everything that had to do with fighting. And you know, I always said, you know, I want to be a boxer. You know, anytime I seen a, a punching bag hanging at somebody's house, I was fascinated. If I seen a speed bag hanging at somebody's house, I was fascinated. I'm like, I just wanted to hit it, and uh, you know. Once I seen a gym in my town opening, uh, it was a Gracie Baja Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I'm like, yep, I'm on. As soon as they open, I'm going, and I'm just gonna try it out. And man, I walked in and never left.
0: Awesome, man. And then, uh, so from that point on, you're a fighter. You're a professional fighter. Um, how was your first professional fight experience for you?
1: Uh, you know, it was cool. Uh, I actually had a little amateur record. Um, I had eight amateur fights before I turned pro, so I already had gained a good bit of experience. And I fought in like some decent shows for an amateur to fight in. My very first show was at the Baton Rouge River Center, and it was almost like a UFC show. I mean, the event was almost sold out, and the River Center is pretty big. You don't see a lot of local shows sell out an event center like the River Center. Yeah. Um, but it was like uh, it was something to do with like an LSU football game the, the night before or the night after. So you know, there a lot of people was down there for that, and they kind of joined it with the called it like Tiger tailgating for all the fans that was down there tailgating it was all at the uh, the fights before the LSU game that day or the the next day. So. Um, I gained a lot of experience on, on, over the course of being an amateur. So when I made my pro debut, I actually fought a brown belt. I think I was a blue belt at the time good. and just, you know, not a lot of nerves. I felt like I was already there and, and had the experience and I actually wind up winning my pro debut in like 30 seconds good. over a brown belt by submission. So, uh, you know, it was pretty good feeling.
0: You hit, when did it hit you that you were good at this, that you can do this?
1: You know, um, after my fourth amateur fight, my coach looked at me and said, You know, can't wait to see it in the UFC one day. And I'm like, Oh, man, I don't know. Really? You know, I never even thought about going to the UFC. You know, at that time, when you're an amateur, fighter, you know, everybody wants to fight in the UFC, but that's still such a distant dream. And, you know, you, you don't even know if it's possible yet. At this time, they had a few guys around, like uh, Tim Crater might have already been in the UFC or was only fighter show you know so there was some guys like that so i was like you know it's possible but at the same time you don't and um you know as i started winning i was like you know maybe i can maybe i am good enough to make it to somewhere like the ufc
0: did you ever uh talk or train with tim
1: oh yeah um you know tim's a good friend of mine i've ever since uh you know i want to say we did some cross training i went down and did some sparring with Dustin Poirier back in my younger pro days um, when he first made it to the UFC. And uh, Tim's super super cool guy, um, and we always communicate back and forth. I've always I always seen Tim in local shows. He runs his own show down here, and uh, any chance I get to put some of my fighters on this show, I'll do it.
0: Yeah, the, he, he he has a, this other younger guy, huge. Uh, I, I like this guy a lot, uh, A.J. Fletcher. He's been on the yep. show a couple of times. He's a great guy. You ever yep. talk with him? Um, I don't know if I've
1: ever really talked with AJ. One of my guys, uh, Dennis Hughes, fought AJ at amateur, and mm-hmm. it was like probably one of the best fights you USC as the amateurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and both actually went on to be pretty successful pro. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, AJ Fletcher in the UFC, DJs went on mm-hmm. to like Eagle, and he fought Eagle a couple of times, and his brothers in Bellator. So, you know, they're doing good things, too.
0: No, they're, they're definitely killing it out there now. You know, for, for you, Kurt, obviously, you know, you you were, t- you were talking about something that you've done, uh, but before then, you know, you got to the UFC, right? You got the call, I believe you're with, with Strike Force, right? Yep, yep, so, Strikeforce, then you went with the UFC, correct?
1: Yep, so how that all worked out is uh, I was under another management than I, than I am currently, and uh, you know, they signed me when I was about seven and oh, and it was like, look, man, you got a perfect record to get into the UFC. You know, just uh, you play this game smart with us. We'll get you to the UFC. You just listen, do what we say. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, you know, so I think I had two more local fights, um, you know, wind up winning both. So I was undefeated at nine and oh. And my manager called me and he was like, hey, got a good opportunity for you. Um, so was, this is the last strike force and the UFC's purchasing strike force. And he said, I got a fight offer for you. You know, it's like, it's not an easy one. But it's the Strike Force number one contender, Pat Healy. He's like, you step up, you take this fight, you have a good showing. I think the UFC will bring you over. So I'm like, I'm in. You know? So uh, you know, I fought Pat to a tough decision loss, but uh still had a good showing and Sean Shelby came to the back and invited me to the UFC. How did that feel? It was cool, you know. Um and at the same time, whenever Sean Shelby came to the back, I had just lost my first fight ever. So I don't even I didn't even know it losing uh, an MMA fight felt like at the time. So, you know, I was just kind of, you know, I was down, I guess you could say. And then Sean Shelby came to the back and asked me, how would I like to come to the UFC? And I'm like, damn. So even, even off of this loss, you know, I'm, I'm still about to go to the UFC. So it was good.
0: Now, you know, obviously the, you know, results didn't go your way when it came down to like the first UFC fight, man. How did you handle that? Um, how does it feel like, you know, because your job is very unique in the sense where you have a bad day, man. People are watching it. I have a bad day. People don't know about it. You know, how, so how was that to, uh, difficult to manage? Was it difficult?
1: It was difficult, but I think the reason why it was so difficult, because I was so young, um, you know, I was young. Like I said, I had a little bit of experience, but I've never fought. I've never, never even been to a UFC fight before. Yeah, You know, much less fighting in one. You know, I've never been to that, that level of a show. And to jump right into it, and fight somebody that I've been watching forever, like Pat Healy, a guy who was supposed to fight Gilbert Melendez for the strike force lightweight title. Um, and then, you know, not win that fight. And you can clearly see in the fight, you know, Pat Healy's a great fighter, but he didn't like beat me, beat me. You know, I beat myself I made a lot of mistakes. And it's the same thing. Once I went to the UFC, you know, I thought that I was ready. And fought Steven Siler. And that was still another fight that I felt like I should have won. Um, Steven Siler didn't do anything to really beat me. It's I felt like I made critical mistakes and beat myself. So um it was kind of hard for a while, you know, but you know, I felt like I gained a lot of experience, learned a lot, and uh, you know, everything happens for a reason.
0: Yeah. Now, fast forward, you went on a streak, you know, you started, went, get, you got back in the win column, then you went contender series, right? Believe it, I don't know if yep. it was uh, the inaugural one out there, but you were you were there for, for a season of the contender series. You main evented it on there. Uh, you had won the fight, you know, then some stuff happened uh, when it came to that department, but you got into the UFC, right? Yep. Okay. So
1: yeah, I management uh, company, Sucker Punch Entertainment, Brian Butler, Brian Hamper, Chris Shout Creech, those then. guys. Yeah. Yeah. So and since day one of signing with them, they almost got me back to the UFC like the first month I signed. I was signed with the Titan FC at the time and I was fighting for Titan. Um, And when I signed with them, I actually had came off of two other losses. I lost to Andre Harrison and then I flew to Russia and I fought another guy in Russia, top Russian guy, Frodo Kospolayev, and I lost to him as well. So I was kind of on a down slump again, man. You know, I lost two fights. Uh, and this was after winning the the Titan FC featherweight championship. Yeah. And I signed with them, needed a little bit of a change, went back to lightweight and, you know, got on a little streak, got some wins behind me and they got me a shot at the contender series. And it was the very first contender series. So yeah, it that was,
0: was another like, one. Yeah.
1: I got the headline, the very first uh, contender series. And the Matt was cool. said, one pulling out the win, getting a contract, uh, going back to UFC, Um, so yeah, um, you know, like I said, everything happened for a reason. I I took those early losses to, you know, set up what happened next.
0: Now, now, uh, when it came down to to the UFC, right, you, you got it, you got back and there didn't go your way. How do you process that, Kurt?
1: So, uh, I know I fought tough guys, you know, I felt like I've I've never been handed like a handout or a gimme fight ever in the UFC. And I'm not saying. Gimme fights. And anybody in the UFC, they're there they're for a
0: tough. reason. Yeah.
1: Still at different levels. There's still ranked guys and there's unranked guys, you know. Um, and I feel like, you know, when I got back to the UFC, the first guy I fought was Jay Barcelos. Um, I think he was like a uh, RFA champion, but very good guy. He trained in Brazil. I think trained with Jose Aldo and some of those guys. And man, it was a good fight. Uh, I had a longer layoff than what I would have wanted to before that fight, but was still 100% confident, had the experience now. It's just the fight didn't go my way. It got caught in the third round. Yeah. He won by TKO. Um, and that was that, you know, I just doesn't matter what happened. Every time a, a loss happens, I just try to learn from it.
0: Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, uh, so you, and you fought three other guys. You've, you know, you had fought Shane Burgos in there, right?
1: Yep. Shane Burgos, another guy, you know, you know, look at what he's done um, in the UFC before, after, look, yeah. look at some of the trees he has, look at some of the guys he fought. Um, and now, you know, signed with PFL, doing big things over there at PFL, uh, making a lot of money, which is good for those guys. But still another guy that went, I want to say top 10 or definitely top 15 after I fought him. And then right after yeah. him, I fought Chicago Moises, another guy that was just, you know, Fabulous. main it's freaking uh makachev so you know all these guys that i fight still always turn out to be very good get ranked do something very good in the sport and, and they're still active they're still doing very well so you know i don't hold my head on any of that like i always say everything happens for a reason and uh all of those reasons have put me to where i'm at
0: today what got you through that, though? I mean, at the at the end of the day, you know, you got into the UFC twice, right? It didn't go your way, man. You know, it takes special a special human to be able to continue to pull through. Is there anything you can tell people, or like what got you through it, or was it really? My, it's not as hard as I'm as I may maybe making it seem to be here.
1: Well, I mean, it's definitely hard, you know, because you know, you, you go to things like, man, what if I just win one of these fights? You know, where does that put me? You know, it, yeah. when I drop Shane Burgos in Madison Square Garden. One of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, and you know I can't capitalize on. I'm like, man, just just a little. I change a little bit of detail, or or I don't make that one mistake, then I get this win over Shane Burgos and Madison Square Garden. Where would that have put me mm-hmm. in the UFC? Who who could have been next for me? But you know, um, you know, I lost, uh, and, and I dropped a three, got released again, and then you know, then shit's running through your head. It's like, man, maybe I just can't do it at that level. You know, maybe I just can't win those fights. Um, but then again, you go back to the drawing board and you say, Hey man, you know, I'm just gonna keep going no matter what's next, whether it's back to the UFC, whether it's Bellator, whether it's PFL, whether it's another organization out there that wants to sign you. Um, you just gotta keep pushing, man, keep pushing, keep training, keep moving forward.
0: Absolutely. Now, you know, fast forward, you know, you you won two fights in a row, ultimate fighter comes up, right? Ladies and gentlemen, Kurt will be on the Ultimate Fighter season 31. Big one, right? Because for the obvious reasons, right, McGregor, Chandler, for you, man, uh, how did this opportunity come to be for you? Is this is this something that you even thought was a possibility for you?
1: Yeah, so I never thought this would be possible. So, you know, and here's the thing, you know, getting released from the UFC the first time, most of the time, I mean, I don't know if there's percentages, but the guy never makes it back. Yeah. Okay. I was able to go make it to the UFC. I get released, work my way back, get signed for a second time. After a second time, it's almost guaranteed that you will never go back to the UFC, you know? And then, you know, I go off and I fight and sign for another organization, win some fights, get back on a winning streak. But even the UFC is not even in my mind. I'm like, I'll never go back to the UFC. You know, I just don't even, wasn't even thinking about it. You know, I'm thinking about trying to get to Bellator or PFL and, You know, I'm trying to find fights. I signed with uh, Eagle or for for Khabib and just it never happens. And, you know, fight offers are coming my way and I'm accepting all these fights and they're getting turned down or they're 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 just not happening. And I'm going on like almost two years of not fighting. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. man, you know, I may never even fight again, much less definitely make it back to the UFC. And, you know, here comes Sucker Punch hit me up, uh, Chris Creech texted me one day and said, "Hey, send me an email. I just sent you the Ultimate Fighter Season 31 application. Fill it out, send it back. Got an interview for you tomorrow." And I'm like, "Okay. Um,
0: did you know who the coaches were at this time?"
1: No, didn't know anything about coaches. Didn't know anything. And at the time, shit, man. I'm like, "I don't I don't even know how this is going to work. Do I want to do this?" <laughs> yeah. do this? You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, uh, six weeks, everybody talks about how awful the Ultimate Fighter is. You know, I got five kids. I have a wife. I got two gyms that I'm running.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, bro, you're a business owner.
1: All of that's running through my head. And I'm I'm like, I don't know if, first off, if I can do it. I don't know if I want to do it, but should I do it? And then my wife, my son, my teammates are like, you better do that shit. <laughs> like, what? why would you pass it up? They're like, don't worry about this. Man. We'll, we'll come together. We'll make all this happen. We'll, we'll handle the
0: gym. My wife. Hey man, shout uh, out to the team and, and your wife, yeah. man.
1: You know, my wife's like, man, I handle the kids. You know, this is a good opportunity. Why not? And I'm like, you know what? All right. I'm in, you know, then I have another teammate, you know, he texts me. He's like, look, man, before you even shut anything down, see where it goes. And I'm like, all right, so man, let's do it. You know, fill out everything, have the interview. Um, and boom, there was we it go. A quick
0: like a 10-minute interview, or was it something that was yep. like an hour? Bro?
1: It, no, it was like a 10-minute interview with some of the producers. Um, you know, just like we're doing here. I think it was a uh, Skype or Zoom. Yeah. And oh, they just want to talk to you, they want to see your personalities, they want to see um, you know, what you what you're like, what you're gonna bring to the show. So, and even after that, I'm like, damn, did that go good? And I'm like, man, you know, I Brian calls me, and he's like, how'd it go? I'm like, well, I think it went well. I mean, it seemed like it went well. So, he's like, all right, well, um, they'll hit me back, and we'll know something here soon. I'm like, all right, cool. So, I'm like, damn. What, was man, it a I'm- quick process? Uh, Yeah, that, that interview was. That was a quick process. And then, you know, from there, it, they kind of left us out for about, two or three weeks.
0: Oh, shit,
1: and, okay. uh, I got a text from uh, my manager, Brian, and he was like, you're in. And I'm like, oh, shit. And, like, me and my wife were driving. She starts crying and stuff, and I'm like, this is really happening. All right, well, and he's like, pack your bags because you're probably leaving Saturday, and it was probably Thursday, so I only had, like,
0: two days. No, no knowledge of coaches yet.
1: No knowledge of coaches at the moment.
0: So when you did get the news – Yep. So what, what was your reaction, bro? Conor McGregor, uh, Michael Chandler. Like I,
1: I felt like I just signed a fight back to the UFC, and then you know I was going to have Michael Chandler or Conor McGregor in my corner. So I'm like, you know, this is actually going to be cool. This actually makes it better. You know, not, not that you know it would be any different, but you know, I did like the coach selection. Of course, with what Connor brings, what Chandler brings. Look at the type of ratings that Connor's going to bring. Yeah. Look at the. T- in person in the ratings that Chandler brings. So, you know, of course, when you hear Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler is going to be on the show, you know, you're already expecting fireworks.
0: Now, there was uh, an issue, right, that was brought up about certain people getting removed after doing their interviews. And were you ever nervous about that? Or was it something that you heard, but it already, boom, it already happened, it already happened. Like, you were like, you didn't get a chance to be nervous.
1: No, you was nervous um, because, you know, the numbers wasn't quite adding up right so when we go to Vegas you know before even the process that of the ultimate fighter and all this stuff you know you, you're not even really allowed to see or talk to any of the other fighters but you're walking through the hotel and you can't just freely roam out your room you know
0: no you can't they, okay
1: they want you in your room you want to leave the room you got to call them ask them they'll they'll uh, tell you come on down if you want to hit the workout room but it's got to be certain times you can't be with so many other fighters if you want to go for a jog you can go for a jog but you got to call them and tell them you don't even have your room key they take it so it's not like Damn, you just bro.
0: holy crap it's like uh, you're a kid somewhere So I
1: mean you're kind of on a you know house arrest and but you see guys you know and I'm walking around I'm seeing okay well I know that guy I know that guy I know that guy oh he. He's a 35er. He's not my division. So you start adding guys up and you're like, "Well, 16 going to the house is going to be eight one weight class, eight the other weight yeah. class. That's 16 fighters. I just counted 20." I'm like, "What's going on here?" So somebody's going home and they not they won't they're not telling you nothing. Did and you ask?
0: I mean, but I mean it's a silly question, but do you also- even ask?
1: To ask, I wasn't going to be the person like asking, Hey man,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
1: shit. Or, or am I on this damn show? You know, uh,
0: because you're, they already told you, right? You flew out there, they told you you're in,
1: yeah. But he did say, As soon as they pick you from the airport, they they straight up said, There are replacements here, there are backups here. Um, so be- if before you go out and do something stupid, think about that. I'm like, all right, well, so he, they didn't actually say, they, they said you're in, but they didn't actually say, hey, you're in,
0: yeah, right, enough.
1: you know, and, and there were some guys there, I heard that some guys knew they were alternates, some guys didn't, so I'm like, shit, man, well, I hope I'm not an alternate, you know, I would hate to fly all the way out here, you know, you know stay in a hotel for 10 days, and then not even be able to go to the show, Yeah. so so yeah, we're out here in Vegas. There there's more than sixteen fighters.
0: You know that for sure. You're like, okay, it's gonna happen. Yep. And then uh I'm sure did the news break before you went to record or
1: Nope. Not really. It's just uh <laughs> that's wild man. When they loaded you up in the van, you're like, all right, let me see who's missing. Okay, this guy is missing. I remember seeing him, this guy's missing, and then you know, guys get to talking and they're like, Yeah, well, he he's yeah. he home. I'm like well damn
0: that's why oh shit I well, mean, in the sense but, it's you're watching your journey too you know what i mean bro right
1: yeah so uh so at, at that type of sense and like i even talking with my wife i'm like you know i, I don't know if this is a sure thing i might be coming back home
0: so and during the hotel process you can still talk to your family right you haven't started the actual well, filming yet He
1: did wind up taking our phones but you got your phones for the first couple of days so and i heard in the past seasons. Like you didn't even get your phones in a hotel, which would have probably been absolutely miserable. Yeah. But, you know, we still had it for the first couple of days. But once uh, they'll call you, they'll be like, hey, taking your phone tomorrow, three o'clock, you know, talk to your family, you know, make that one last phone call before we come up. We'll let you know when we're coming up. They come up with a bag. Take all your stuff. Take your phone and you head out.
0: Straight business, man. Just straight, straight yep. business wild 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 so kurt uh you know obviously i know you can't talk too much it'll debut next week the show it'll be awesome uh did you become a better fighter from going through the show did this because you're you're over a 10-year vet in the game did you uh learn something different about yourselves that maybe you didn't know about yourself after you know this whole experience
1: oh 100 man you know 100 percent um This was probably one of the best opportunities that I've ever had in my life, one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life, just to be able to go and do something like that and and meet all of these great people that I was able to meet and train with all the great guys that I was able to train with was was really a blessing and one of the best experiences of my life.
0: Now, uh, for you, uh, if you could sum up your experience in one word, wild, crazy, chaotic, I mean, how would you describe it?
1: Oh, man, Cha- Chaotic's pretty good, but I would say incredible.
0: Incredible, okay. Chaotic's a close second. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, Kurt, man, thank you so much, man. What what can the fans expect, you know, from when they watch this show, man? I mean, is it edgy your seat kind of stuff?
1: Uh, You know, a lot of it's going to be the edge of your seat kind of stuff. You know, the fights were great. You see a lot of past seasons. Dana White's got to come to the house and, you know, get at the guys for not putting on fights, you know. No, they didn't have to do that for these, you know, you had a bunch of hungry guys trying to make it to the UFC. You had a bunch of hungry guys trying to get back to the UFC, Um, you know, guys seeing what levels they're at. So all the fights were really incredible, Um, really good fights there. I don't think that there was many just complete blowouts. So really entertaining fights, really good fights from each side and incredible show.
0: That's awesome, man! I can't wait to see it. That's Aaron on Tuesdays on ESPN Plus. Kurt, thank you so much, man, for taking the time, man. We'll be excited to to be able to watch you on the show, man.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Is there anything you want to let the audience know before we sign off here?
1: Ah, uh, man, just uh, tune in May thirtieth, Tuesday nights, Ultimate Fighter season thirty-one. Uh, get your popcorn ready and enjoy. It's gonna be some good fights, you know. Thanks to everybody that helped out. Um, get me ready for the show. Thank you to my sponsor that's going to spon- be sponsoring me for the show, Covington Power Sports. Um, you know, thank you to everybody that helped out.
0: Hey, shout out to Kurt and to everyone out there listening. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll catch you later, guys. Goodbye.